And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording Friday, March 4th, and we are joined by Timmy G of the Banner Banter Podcast. It's been a minute, man. How you been? Good. How about you guys? Great to talk to you guys again. Good, good. good. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. You and I had a bet. I'm just, we're just going to start here. And I was involved here? in the bet despite <laughs> not being involved. I was like, it's like uh, in a superhero movie where like the girlfriend gets kidnapped. <laughs> I, I was the girlfriend, and I, uh, I had no dog in the fight, but I was like, oh, this is fantastic, except it was good for me. It was a good yeah. outcome that could happen. Too funny. So we bet on Grant Williams versus Brandon Clark in the Celtics versus Grizzlies game. Points, rebounds, and assists. I ended up winning because I backed my guy, Grant Williams, and part of the bet was you had to call him by his name instead of number 12. Yeah, for one Sam week. And I, for one week. Yep. For one week. Okay, okay. Sam and I have been debating on the past few podcasts or whatever, whenever we talk about Grant, we bring you up because it's funny. Is it a bit or do you genuinely hate Grant Williams? I've We've been well, very much debating. <laughs> well, my whole thing is, is I really wanted Brandon Clark. I am okay. on my Celtics draft preview that I did. I literally stated, I do not want the Celtics to draft Grant Williams. He, <laughs> they think that he is going, I, I understand maybe why they did. I thought they, I think Danny at the time thought he could be like a Draymond Green. You know, like that undersized big man. Yeah. But I also knew that Grant Williams couldn't jump over a piece of paper. And still can't. Nothing wrong with that. I, I at the time, the keyword being at the time, he couldn't hit the side of a barn. Okay. Fair. So I just thought with the way that the Celtics were, I wanted an NBA ready athlete. And I thought Brandon Clark was the better pick because I also think if Brandon Clark was on this team right now, as much as we all love Al Horford, especially after I think his best game in a Celtics uniform ever last night against the Grizzlies, you may have different players on this team because of that. And your yeah. salary situation could be different because now you have a guy that's six, nine versus six, six, that maybe the Celtics could have got him a better jump shot. Cause his, I mean, watching those free throws last night, I mean, even though Brutal. I'm a fan, those are hideous. Yeah, hideous <laughs> mechanics no good so but with that being said it's nice to see grant improve but i still have to stand by my original okay. thing so i would say it's like i would say 25 percent of it now is probably a bit because i okay. am happy that grant has improved because i mean okay. how can you not be he's 50 40 90 right now he's on your team yeah and, and he's on the team and i want another rafter i want another banner like i want all of it so if I have to take it, I'll take it. But at the same time, I just think the Celtics could be a different team and maybe even be more ahead of their future plan than they are now if they had a more athletic backup big than Grant Williams. Okay. That's, that's fair. Well, I'm wrong, Sam, then. Sam what? kept trying to tell me it was a bit. I it's thought it was a bit. No, it was, no, it, it, it was I not mean, originally, it, but then it had transformed. I was yeah, well, then, then you know, this year when he, like, you know, went on that ridiculous, like, three-point streak, I was just like, okay. Now I'm going to have to make it a bit because, yeah. you know, at, at this point I'm wrong, you, you know, but like, <laughs> you know, but in your defense, I, I would argue it's less, obviously you said you didn't want them to draft Grant Williams, but I would say it was in part, you know, I want Brandon Clark unless I, you know, you know what I'm saying? At this point, it's, I would rather have this guy than this guy, which is. Yeah, great. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I'll say the same thing. I wanted them to draft Sadiq Bay instead of Aaron Neesmith. I will also say that because and the, the, and the only reason page. why I wanted to was because I felt like we as a team couldn't have young guys slowly grow. 
Like we couldn't wait for Romeo Langford to get better anymore. It was three or four years. He was made out of glass. And same with Aaron Neesmith. I feel so bad he rolled his ankle last night. But Sadiq Bey yeah. would have been ready to go last year to help this mm-hmm. team. And it would now we could maybe go nine deep this year instead of eight deep. You have another wing that can shoot, that can defend, that can do a little bit of everything. So I just wanted guys to come in now versus us being patient. And the one thing I don't like about Celtics fans is like every single time we draft a guy, everyone becomes obsessed with them. whether they're good or bad everyone's just like oh my god this could be the greatest draft pick ever i want guys that can play and contribute right away i don't care about 2027 i care about like 2022 you you know what i'm saying so yeah that's why i wanted brandon clark and sadiq bay because they were ready yeah no that's fair jack we were getting into it a lot before the deadline about picks because the conversation would always be schroeder jack just wanted him off the team which was fine i didn't think he was a you know substantial piece or anything but the where we would disagree was jack was like just get anything you can't even if it's second round picks or first whatever and i'm like ah, i don't really know like he's playing well for you right now to some degree there were he was giving and taking away at the same time but i'm like you That's really an can't do anything with these <laughs> these picks anymore i mean deer's not hitting on them and then there's not a lot of opportunity for guys like you say if they're not ready to grow because the way the team's structured, you need to be able to contribute. And if you can't, you're not going to play. Exactly. And then we also want to be able to have some depth. So Jason Tatum is not playing 40 minutes a night in the middle of March. And then he's exhausted in April and May and hopefully the middle of June, you know, all that stuff. So I, and I feel like over the last five years, if you look at how, whether it's Danny or Austin Ainge or Brad Stevens, they really can't get anything outside of elite talent to grow like rob williams was going to be a top 10 draft pick if he didn't have any issues right like coming out of texas a&m he was projected top 10 and he's been great we had to be patient but he was great but like neesmith no romeo langford no grant williams okay finally that's the exception i'll give you that yeah you know but like if you look at all the draft picks like yeah but he was also super late he wasn't like a lottery pick when you look at neesmith and romeo langford those guys aren't going to get the minutes because they can't develop quickly. And, you know, Neesmith shot that air ball last night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he, like, ran down the court and made an insane defensive play right after he yeah. had that air ball. And it's just like, that's great, kid, but that's not why we drafted you. We drafted you so you don't shoot air balls. And it's just like, how much longer can we wait? So I don't care about the draft picks anymore. <laughs> I, I really don't. Yeah. And in my defense, and that was my argument, I said, just get him off the team. I never wanted the Celtics to make the draft picks. I'm just saying, like, I saw Schroeder as a net negative, and I'm saying, okay, you grab those second-round picks, and you use them to either move up, dump salary. Or oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like, that, that's where I was at. I, I don't want more. Yeah, I misrepresented you, Jack. I do apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't slander my name like that on the air. <laughs> that was good no, trolling, but, um, Sam. Good trolling. That's fine. <laughs> Um, also just doubling back, I really wanted Desmond Bain at 14, man. I really, really wanted Desmond Bain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know, you, you could say the same thing, even like exactly. if they, even if the Celtics didn't draft Grant Williams, they could have even drafted Matisse Thibault. Sure. He couldn't yep. hit the side of the barn as well, but another <laughs> wing that can defend and be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm very happy. Obviously uh, my Grant Williams fandom is well noted. I, I'm hyped with how he's turned out. I think he's a plus on both sides of the ball. Uh, at this point, obviously, he had his struggles last year. He wasn't good. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit. I stuck by him while he wasn't good because <clears throat> I had faith. But it's kind of ironic how Celtics drafted Neesmith 
for his offense and now they only get the defense and they drafted Grant for defense and now he's given yeah. the offense too. But I mean, Grant gives it back on defense too. Grant is a good defender. I, you know what? Yeah. I will say this about Grant. That dude is literally stays straight up when yeah, someone, when someone oh, bought, yeah. like he is extremely good at that. He never brings his arms down. He's very it, smart. It's, it's, it's very impressive. But the mm-hmm. one thing that I need from Grant and you saw it a couple times from Brandon Clark last night, and I'm just not saying that because it's Brandon Clark, but <laughs> Brandon Clark also stays in the corner, but if Brandon Clark sees that the middle is wide open, he goes to the middle. And I just need a little bit more movement from Grant. He's starting to. He's starting. I, to. I know it's getting there, yeah, but yeah. it's got to come because pretty soon teams mm-hmm. are going to start realizing that they have to start playing 2-3 zone against the Celtics team again because we all know the Celtics suck against a 2-3 oh, zone. Do. But if Grant Williams can leave that corner and go to the middle and catch it and he because he's a pretty good free throw shooter too and take that free throw jumper, that could open up so many more things versus him just standing in the corner and then complaining to Jason Tatum as they walk off the court that he didn't get the ball, you, you know? So yeah. I just need to see a little bit more movement from Grant. Like I, I also feel like he doesn't set, I want him to set like more screens and then fade off into the corner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like he just runs to that corner and his feet are just glue there. And I just oh, yeah. want to, I just want to see him if Tatum has the ball and he sees that Tatum's in trouble run up and go set a screen for him and then go run back in the corner. But like, just don't stand there the whole 24 seconds, they, but, they he'll, but he'll, asking, learn. he'll learn. He'll learn. They weren't asking Ray Allen to set screens back in the day. So well, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta take what you can get from elite shooters. These elite look. shooters, man. Yeah. These, these 50, 40, 90 guys like Ray Allen and Steph Curry and Grant Williams, you know, <laughs> Hey, I, I will give him credit. Like you said, you saw him once last night. He attacked. He got to the free throw line. He made a play. He's been he's been really good at attacking closeouts lately too, which is something you yeah. don't really see. Yeah, his defense. But, uh, I, I yeah. think his defense is, is more important, or I'm sorry, more impressive than his three point shooting. That's fair. I, I, yeah. Just because a guy like that, he can defend multiple positions, but there are also some times that like he'll just pick up the point guard when he's not supposed to, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? The whole team does that. It's weird. Yeah, sometimes. It's so weird. Like maybe I they try... do it in anticipation of like screens. So they switch onto the right guy. That that's what I've convinced myself because no. And I've, I've <laughs> done the same. Sam. I've done the same, but at the same yeah. time, like last night, there was a play like in the fourth quarter, Grant Williams just decided to pick up John Moran. Like right after he got out of half court. What, what, no, what are you doing? Like go find Steven Adams and go stick yourself over there. Like, yeah, yeah. But I hey, he doesn't lack confidence, and I feel like that has really helped no, he him grow. Because I feel like Neesmith and at at times earlier this year, Peyton Pritchard had zero confidence. Grant Williams yeah. came into this year chest out, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of confidence, and it's never and it's lacks worked. energy. Will never yeah. lack energy. Yeah. Shout out Grant Williams. Um, you talk about the defense, and that's kind of where I wanted to go next because uh, they do a lot of things really well and you know, they're very good on defense, but they do a lot of things very weird. Right. And yes. it works. It's weird, but it's it not works. weird if it works. <clears throat> exactly. I, I, I was watching a bunch of a film last night. I was writing an article that should be out for Celtics vlog soon, just about like a bunch of things the defense does well. And one of them was individual game planning, right? You saw it earlier in the year with Trey young and it didn't work, but recently John Morant, you know, last night as we're recording this, they just let him shoot and it worked, right? Joel Embiid the other night. Joel Embiid took nine shots against the Celtics. That doesn't happen, right? You, you don't you don't hold Embiid to nine shots. Well, Jokic shot 10 threes against the Celtics because they let him. Like, they're, they're very good at pinpointing who they need to slow down and, like, give him work. The yeah, and, he, and, it, and it, I thought it was going to work. Do you remember that first 76ers game where 
Rob and Al were both healthy. Yes. Not the one where Cantor was per, uh, or Freedom, whatever yes. the hell his name yes. is now, was was uh, <laughs> doing what you know, and, and be dropped forty. But that first Seventy Sixers game, you could sense that they kind of had like the way I told my friend was like a kind of like a Belichick type of way where yeah. your most important thing we're going to try and take away. And if we get beat by everyone else, so be it. And, but it's really worked since mid January. I feel like. Oh yeah. And that's and great. It, it certainly helps having, you know, to go back to Embiid having Horford back. Cause he traditionally has been great at defending him. He is much older now, you know, what's it been two or three years since he's mm-hmm. been on the team and had to do that, but he's, been pretty consistent on defense he gets beat off the dribble a little bit more than he used to but inside he's been fantastic and in the defensive scheme you always see like he's the one guarding the big guy and rob's kind of floating around where he can come help if he needs it but it's really horford the anchor yeah and i feel like that's not really been talked about like there's been a lot of things that really haven't been talked about like jason tatum's playmaking has excelled marcus smart has finally after all these years has finally accepted his role because he always thought he's know, been he was... given the opportunity. Finally. That's what I was going to say. He's finally allowed to play that role. A yeah. consistent opportunity. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I think not a lot of people are talking about the Celtics defense was really good when Al Horford was here. And now yeah. Al Horford is back. And now the Celtics defense is really good again. And I just feel like he just doesn't get enough credit in that way. Cause everyone's just so mad that we're paying him so much money. And yeah, like, that doesn't matter. Well, I, I just feel like now it's take fans, your pick. Would you rather have had Kemba making that money or Al Horford? Oh, I mean, Al yeah. Horford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy. I mean, I feel so bad for Kemba. Me too. I mean, yeah. talk yeah, about Kemba rules. the definition of falling off of a cliff. You, you could literally just put Kemba Walker's face the second he left Charlotte. Hit him and Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah's going to be, what, on his 12th team? The Hornets I are start, like his 12th team? Something like Since that, yeah. You've yeah got Sacramento, crazy. Phoenix, Celtics, Cleveland, and Lakers. Um, Nuggets. Nuggets. Uh, you can say Charlotte. Yeah. Maverick. Played yeah. on the Lakers a second. Oh, yeah, the Mavericks. Mavericks. I forgot he was on. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on like at least a dozen teams. I think I saw a tweet about it the other day. I don't know why we're counting. I can just look this up. I'm on my computer once. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, we're all in front of our computers. Yeah. No, but I, uh, Al Hor- I feel like Al Horford being able to get that fountain of youth back, like it we should probably thank the 10. Oklahoma City Thunder for not playing him that second half of the season. Because yeah. he got literally like a year off almost. Yeah. And... I remember being furious too. I was like, why don't they just wave him? Why don't they wave him? I want, you know, the Celtics, he'll sign with the Celtics. Like they yeah. really needed that last year. Obviously they had Thompson and Tyson. They got rid of Tice running around at the center spot. And it wasn't really working. And mm-hmm. I was like, bring him back. Like, he's awesome. He'll help Rob out. And, and he eventually had, he did come back. I just remember yeah. being so excited when I saw the tweet come out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm happy. And I think a lot of the guys in the locker room love Al especially Grant and Rob. I feel like those guys really look up to him and really actually listen to what he has to say. Cause no one's going to be listening to Tristan Thompson on basketball advice, and especially not on life advice either. Yes. You know, like, please don't, don't wanna... listen to Tristan. Thompson yeah. Please don't listen to Tristan. Yeah. But like you want to listen to Al Horford. I mean, and you probably get lost in his beautiful eyes too, you know, like exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, Al, Al being able to help these guys and to the, I think I, I really want to know, and I've talked about this on my podcast, is the buy-in. You know, we're talking about the defense. Ime clearly had to buy all, you know, have all these guys buy in to actually play defense because what NBA player wants to play defense outside of probably Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler? Like, I, I wonder how much Al 
put his foot down and said, you guys need to buy him to what Ime is doing and these defensive schemes and all that. So, because I, I do think there are some issues still with Ime, even though he just won coach of the year. And I know we're going to talk about that, but I do, I, I feel like sometimes he just keeps guys out there too long and it can, yeah. and, and other teams go on those runs like that end of the, uh, what was it like two minutes left to go in the second quarter last night? Oh yeah. It was bad. Those guys were out there for way too long and they were just gassed. You could see Tatum, Tatum could barely jump like up and down the court, whether he was frustrated or not. But like, I don't know. The, the buy-in I think is super important about that defensive thing that they're doing. That's weird, but it's working. But when are teams going to figure it out? Mm. You know, like who's going to be that first team that figures it out that like, if we do this, they're now going to have to change all their stuff around. And do we have a backup plan for them? And, and that's the crazy part about the Celtics defense is no one's really figured it out, right? The only two losses they have since the defense has become elite are as a result of them not playing at their top level, right? The Pistons, mm-hmm. and, and on top of that, the and the Pistons other teams the being a little bit yeah, just, unreal, just making a, a ridiculous amount of shots. It, it's like you said, Timmy G, like how they kind of say, All right, you do, we'll, we'll take this away, but you do this. The games they've lost is because the other teams have been able to do that. Thing. Exactly. Like, you know, they don't out of really nowhere. Care. Like the Pacers game. Perfect example. Jacoby Brissett or whatever that kid's name was. Um, oh, Shea Brissett. I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I know. Yeah, Whatever that kid's yes. name was. Has has he scored double figures since that game? I'm going to go out oh, and say no. I'll take a look. I'll do some research. Right. You, because like we need then... to do follow ups like this more often. Actually, I, I appreciate <laughs> this because it's a big issue I have with uh, opposing players, too. Because like, you know, the Celtics would always have like that random guy. Like remember Sadiq Bay like Sadiq last Bay? year? Sadiq Bay went off against the Celtics. Well, Jack, year. we did our draft of all these dudes that have, well, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't all no have no business playing this well, but they play exceptionally well. It was like Ish Smith, Ish Smith, Chris uh, Middleton, Middleton, LeBron, and, uh, and Luca were on. I mean, there. Evan Fournier, whenever he Fournier. was on. Fournier. Remember yep. Fournier in that Knicks game? It was oh, unreal. Ridiculous. Dude, that was like and ridiculous. I have some bad news for you guys as well. Since that Boston game, O'Shea Brissett has played the Magic twice. Scoring six points in each, shooting one of six and one of seven. There you go. Like that. <laughs> Give but, me a break. But Sam, you said it best. So you're like, okay, fine, beat us. And then when you look at the games, you're like, oh, wow, they, we we did get beat by. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the positive is, we talked about this somewhere, Jack. Yes. Whether it was here or the pregames, those in in retrospect are better to lose than games that they really could have lost. Like. Let's say Philly, like going into that game, we all kind of thought it would be a tough game. It didn't turn out to be at all, but they're better off beating Philly than uh, beating Detroit the next day instead of Philly because the standings. I mean, that was the definition of a trap game, that Pistons game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The definition of it. If you were no to doubt. look it up, definition of it. But the one thing I'm just a little worried about with that mindset, because let's say you shut out Giannis. Okay. Let's say they play the Bucs and, and they're like, we're going to shut out Giannis. What are you going to do to stop Middleton and Drew Holiday? Because if you if you decide to shut out Tyrese Halliburton, okay, fine. Let Brissett have his day. You know, like you'll you'll live with that. But like you can't live with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton getting going, or you can't live with Tyler yeah. Hero and Bam Adebayo getting going. So that's why I'm really excited. I I don't think I've I'm a schedule like psycho. I look at everyone's schedule like all the time. These last three road games for the Celtics in April against the Bucks, the Bulls, and the Grizzlies, we better hope that the seeding's done by then. Because that's <laughs> really, a yeah. brutal last three games of the season to have. 
especially if all those teams are fighting for playoff spots, because then you're going to have to find a way to shut down DeRozan. And then they, they have good backup plans after DeRozan. <laughs> Same thing with uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the Bucks. But you can shut down John Morant and you're like, you know what, Desmond Dane? Go ahead. Fine. So be yeah. it. And it worked last night. My thing is with the defense is they've been so good at sticking to their game plan, except when they don't have to, and then they change it, right? You've seen them adapt, right? You've seen yep. um, them switch around their plan. Like that that Embiid game is what I was watching last night. A third of the possessions, Grant Williams was guarding Embiid on like a good third of his like possessions where he took a shot. Like those nine shots, at least three of them are Grant guarding him. And that's because their game plan wasn't so much as to deny and beat the ball. It was, if you get the ball, you're not getting to the paint. At mm-hmm. least six of his shots were mid-range shots, right? He just, he, the only looks he got in the paint were on like fast breaks when Celtics defense wasn't set. They kept him out of there. If you can do that to Giannis, right? You just say, Giannis, you can catch the ball, but if you try to drive to the paint, we're going to have Robert Williams shipped over. We're going to have Al Horford there ready for you. And they'll probably, I mean, realistically speaking guard him with Jalen Brown or Tatum right then Al Horford and Robert Williams can be there to pinch and then obviously you have to worry about Middleton on the corner but at that point you that adjust point, the defense yeah but you also have Marcus Smart and Derek White probably out exactly. there as well and those guys are quick enough if they're on the top exactly. of the key to run to the corner to get mm-hmm. that skip pass and then and then I that I also think is a, a big thing that a lot of teams don't know because there are times where like when they do switch you don't know if Marcus is going to come over and trap you or yep. if Marcus is going to switch or not switch, like that's why Marcus is so important on the defensive end because, like, if Marcus decides to switch, then you're like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. <laughs> but if he decides to trap, everyone's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna trap. This is what we're doing, which is why he's just so important on that end. He's huge, and and there was one possession in particular that I think encapsulated everything the Celtics defense does well. It was against the Nuggets. Um, Jokic was in the corner, and he dumped the ball up to Aaron Gordon in the post, and Horford decided or I assume was a part of the game plan. Um, I think it was Jalen Brown or maybe Grant Williams. It was somebody who's on Aaron Gordon and they doubled Aaron Gordon on the catch and left Jokic open from three. They just left Jokic on the three point line because they don't care about Jokic unless he's in the post. You can Mm -hmm. shoot all the threes you want. If you kill us from three, that's fine. It's like the John Morant thing. As long as you're not in the paint, we don't care what you do. Right. And obviously with Jokic, you have to take away either the passing or the scoring and they chose the passing. He shot nine of 20, but I feel like, you talk about how how can they slow down this player while also worrying about other players. I feel like the Celtics, in a weird way, aren't as concerned about slowing down the star player. They just don't even let him get to the spot that he needs to be in to succeed. If that makes yeah, sense. just makes him yeah makes him uncomfortable. Exactly, and that's well, all it is. And I, I think Keith tweeted it the other night. They just thrive in chaos, right? They don't need organization. They just need everybody to be chaotic so they can run around and make life hell for the opposing team. On and that's exactly great. what Marcus Smart needs in his life. Like exactly, he, uh, he's a chaos guy. <laughs> you know, he he thrives on chaos. But you brought up a good point about like the defense because remember that insane Marcus Smart steal that he had against the Hawks, where he literally like go about a bounce, f- yeah, go about a bounce, yeah, full yeah. in the air. Where you actually see him coming from is insane. Like where he like ran over, but that's the risk that Marcus takes because he knows he can trust the other people in the corner yeah. on the other side of the court on the on the weak side of the court that he can run over and make that play. And I feel like that is a trust thing that for whatever reason just disappeared last year. Like I just mm-hmm. felt like last year none of the guys trusted each other, and this year they've bought in and now they all trust each other again. That's on a both on both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And on top of that, I feel like they have more of the right guys to 
be trusted, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Now now they have Derek White in there, who has been Not fantastic defensively. We mentioned Horford <laughs> being back, Rob Williams having a bigger role. Uh, even even Neesmith in there, when he is plugged in, mm-hmm. the one thing he's able to do is defend. They don't have to worry about a Kemba or, uh, I don't know, Tristan Thompson's not the best defender, I guess. No, Guys but like Evan Fournier is not a good defender when he Fournier, was here. Whenever yeah. he played his, what, three games, you know, yeah, for, right. for the Celtics. But like, he wasn't a great defender either. But you're, you're right, Sam, that like one guy could literally throw off the whole thing. Like if you have Marcus and Jalen, Jason and Rob out there, and then you just have Kemba out there, and four of them are locked in, but Kemba isn't, that throws off everything. And it's it's not like, even him not being locked in. It's like he physically not, cannot. Yeah. So they don't have anybody you can pick on anymore. They're they, finally athletic and healthy. Exactly. <laughs> athletic and healthy helps a great deal. For sure. 100%. And you even see it when Pritchard gets on the court, they have to adjust a little bit. But even Pritchard's like scrappy enough to keep up with some of these guys. Like you saw him play defense against Trey Young. a pretty good job. He's not a good defender. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Pritchard's better, a plus better than player. IT was defending. Exactly. Like, he's yeah. better than IT and he's better than Kemba. So yeah, he's just a little thicker. He, he is thick. <laughs> he really <laughs> is. Him that. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But the key part about this Celtics quote unquote switch everything defense, which is what Udoka is trying to push. There's no weak point, right? Outside of maybe the occasional Peyton Pritchard, there's really no weak point in that, you know, seven, eight man rotation. The Celtics have right. That starting lineup, Marcus Smart, Jalen, Jason, Rob, Al Horford, any of those guys can guard one through five. Not, you know, obviously you don't want Horford on a point guard for an extended no. period of time, but he can stick with the point guard if he needs to for a couple possessions. Right. And then you got Derek white off the bench, elite perimeter defender. You got Grant Williams. He can stick with anybody if he needs to. And like you said, he's great at going straight up. So he can guard mm-hmm. the room really well. Um, even Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, neither of them are good defenders. They just know their he's, roles within the defense. Exactly. And can trust the people behind him. Like, exactly. That's why I feel like Al doesn't mind picking up a point guard because he knows he has four guys who could, are going to slide down and come in and help and disrupt anything that's going on. And I think that goes back to the trust thing. They like playing with, you, with each other. Exactly. And if the point guard does get by Al, Al's quick enough to get to the corner to cover for the guy who's covering for him, which is exactly. why it just it, it just works so perfectly. I mean, Al got what three blocks in the first three possessions last night, or three out of four, <laughs> wasn't it? Something like that. Like that was yeah. it was banana land. Something ridiculous. Absolutely banana land. Very fun. And it, I wrote about this too. Al Horford's like the best secondary quote unquote paint protector in the NBA. Right. Think about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. not the first option to protect the paint. Robert Williams comes over. If Robert Williams isn't in position or messes up, they still have to deal with Al Horford in the paint. That's ridiculous. Right. No other team outside of maybe the Cavs. I'll give them credit. Mobley and Jared Allen are absurd. Oh, like absurd. they're crazy, too. But in terms of putting it all together, like the Cavs don't have three perimeter defenders of smart Jalen Jason and then Derek White off the bench to cover for him. So it's just the perfect mix and shout out Brad Stevens for putting it all together and handing it to Ema and a silver platter and allowing yeah. him to run that scheme. But it's fun to watch and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying Celtics basketball. I've been wanting, um, you guys watch the, you guys seen the movies, the mighty ducks, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack is not a movie guy. I haven't you... seen so many movies. It's yeah. not just Okay. All right. Movie. You know what, Sam? So D2 mighty ducks, the bash brothers. Yeah. Remember them? Yep. That's... I want someone to create a bash brothers shirt. But for Al and Rob, okay, that's I need a good one. that in my life. I would wear it. I would support it. I don't know if Evan can do it. I just need someone to make that shirt. I think it'd be great. okay. Yeah, we can definitely uh, get that passed along at the very least. 
yeah those guys up top or the block there. brothers or something block along those brothers. lines because mm-hmm. you're jack you're right like if rob doesn't block the shot <laughs> hey it's al horford <laughs> you know or if al horford misses the block oh hey it's rob williams how you doing and then, you know, then they have tice lurking hey, off i was the just bench. gonna say it then they've got him there too i'm so happy tice is back me too well he's we all we, well you saw the stream of us being. getting hyped when oh we, yeah no we, yeah we, i we i watched that news. that was that was hilarious <laughs> yeah and and i you know Going back to is my Grant Williams thing a bit. I don't know if Jack was more excited that Tice was back or that Shorter was gone. I mean, that's that's still up for debate, right? I was so happy. I just because it was, was a win. So it was a win-win. An overflow win-win. of emotions. Yeah. His I'm hatred, just saying. It, it was it was uh, made a bit more bitter because it was hatred for Germans. You just couldn't couldn't get rid oh, of the Germans off the team. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is there's a strict correlation as to when the Celtics defense started to be really elite. I'm I'm just saying, we talk about not having a weak point. Who was the very clear weak point in that defense? That is one well, thing you can point at. No, yes. Come on now. Come I, on, no, you're you talk- know, as, as much as people – I said this on my podcast before. As much as people wanted to bash Schroeder, this team, while Jalen Brown was hurt in November, would be in a much oh, different good. situation if Schroeder didn't have a good three weeks. Yeah, yeah. But he only had a good three weeks. Yes. You you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm a little thankful for him. But besides that, we're good. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the idea of having Derek White or Marcus Smart in the corner to back up Al Horford if he gets switched onto that guard versus him having to worry about Dennis Schroeder helping over. It's a big difference. That's all I'm saying. That's But, you know, the just to talk about the trade deadline real quick for one second. Um, Yeah. God, it would have been nice to have Josh Richardson last night after Neesmith went down, huh? That yeah. would have been oh, yeah. that would have been delightful <laughs> to have that. But that that was the only hang up I had on the trade deadline was I was very upset that they got rid of Richardson. Now I don't care. I was more upset they got rid of Richardson than the draft picks. Oh, I didn't care for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like go ahead, go take your twenty twenty eight. Bye, that Felicia. See ya. You know, like bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't care about that. Yeah. My my thing on going to the day was don't trade smart, don't trade Richardson, and they traded Richardson and the, it hit. Well done. Yeah, I mean it hit. Bravo, job well done. But at the same time, like man, if you could just given up Neesmith instead, thing, God, like, that would have been awesome. Has there been an update on uh, White today? Is he okay with his elbow? So I last, so I know Ime said last night that he just hit like his funny bone and that do it. he wanted to come back in, but. At the point where they were, Ime just said that he didn't need to. So uh, that's if, good news. So yeah, it's probably. I bet you it was just a stinger. Yeah, I sure hope. I would so. hope so. Yeah, had flashbacks. Because I swear to God, me. if we go back to hospital Celtics again after this little, <laughs> I run mean, and had, then Smart and Rob crash into each other. I was like, I was no. Yesterday I was, was a bloodbath. I have never sat down quicker in my seat in my life when I saw both <laughs> of them down because I, I stand the whole game and I literally yeah, just yeah. sat down and just went like this. <laughs> Oh my god! Bro. Because it happened in the same exact place that Jalen and Neesmith got hurt. That yeah. cor- that oh, it the was paint. Yeah, on the on the on I, TV. Someone, left. Sam, you talk about the training staff, right? Whatever. Training I, I know staff it's just a horrible, bit. man. I know it's nah. a bit at this point, but yeah. let's be honest. Whoever mops the TD Garden floor needs to be fired because we're talking Jalen, we're talking Neesmith, we we're just talking Robert Smart. And then on top of that, Trey Young and Steven Adams both rode their oh, ankles yeah, I forgot. at TD Garden. Yeah. So but and just, Steven Adams uh, happened in the same place that Jalen and Neesmith went down too. Yeah. Trey Young was on the opposite end of the floor. Yeah. But like, I feel like that one spot. Someone needs to be. Checked. Someone, whether they have to 
unscrew the parquet and then put a new piece back in. Something cursed. They, they got to give the mop guys a sit down. I think yeah. I think you're right, Jack. Well, that That's brings up saying. a bigger discussion for probably a different time. But do you like the towel by hand or do you actually like the sweeper? Oh, I don't uh, know. Maybe you, know, maybe like, you need to add it, to the spectacle with the towels. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, in like really the college in basketball there. games, you have like that, you know, that intern that just like runs out and just scrubs his life with a towel. I feel like my, towel my favorite better. thing at college games, and I, I noticed this like a couple years ago, they have dudes for TV timeouts that literally just carry chairs around. And they come out to a piece and they go bang and they like put the chairs <laughs> yeah. down for all the dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and those are also the same guys that probably then just wipe the floor afterwards yeah. with a towel. I like the mops because I just think they're efficient. You can get a lot more done. Because especially at the free throw line with all those dudes just standing there for like 25 minutes yeah. with how long these free throw rituals take, you know, um, I like the mops better. But maybe maybe they got to switch the towels. Maybe we got to reach My out to win. With the mop, how often do they change the film on the end? Because there could still be residue there, right? With towels, they probably switch out. They have to switch out new towels every time. So they're oh, always yeah, getting dry towels in there. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm thinking. This is, maybe, this it's is a cost, maybe it's a cost thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't want to spend all the money on the towels and laundry. Wick just I wants to it. stay under the tax line. He just wants to stay <laughs> under the tax line. Doesn't yeah. he ever. Stay under the tax line. Even injuries, right? I saw Keith tweet this earlier. Um isn't it ironic that Al Horford could potentially get his finals bonus in Boston after signing in Philly? And that got me thinking, how angry would Boston fans be if the Celtics managed to make the finals, right? Let's say they go on a run. Al Horford gets his extra $14 million, and then Wick trades him to save tax. How, how, mad, do you think, how mad do you think Boston would be? If, how they, mad? if they win it? It's it, just to get there. So they don't. Oh, to just to get there? Sure, we can have that conversation. But if they win it, I don't care where he goes. <laughs> give me another banner. Give Tatum a banner. <laughs> give Brown a banner. Give everyone get Marcus a, a ring. So get Marcus a ring. And then, all right. Well, we disagree. I, I don't think Kevin Garnett's number should be retired. Well, that's fair. But see, I think I understand that because he wasn't here very long. But I think Marcus has been here. I think very, Brandon very long Bass time. was on the Celtics longer than KG was. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. That's, that's mean. True. That's mean. To, no, to I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, I. But Brandon Bass was here for like four or five years, and so wasn't KG. KG was six. Six. I'll okay. do some so, research. I'll do some research. Hold but on. it's just like it's just one of those things where. And plus, thirty-six that. is not a desirable. It, not you're not really costing anybody with that one. Well, yeah, because he probably had no choice. Because I don't know. Thirty-three at Oklahoma but State. If, right? if you retire it, nobody's losing sleep. Yeah, you know? that's true. But at the same time. Then you just have that entire banner of emptiness. That's very true. Because this, is, I honestly years. think Brandon Bass is four years. Okay, mm -hmm. I honestly think one of the reasons why they're putting up KG is because they don't think they're going to retire another number ever again. And you just have that blank spot because the only person right now that could possibly get their number retired on this team, if they stay the entire career, that's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer is Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart probably deserves it, you know. But if Marcus Smart never wins a ring, his he's not going. He's, he's he not going up. Won't. It'll be a much if more. If Jason Tatum never wins a ring, you can have the debate, but they're probably not going to put it up. That's why yeah. I really, that's why I really think that five going up is just fill that last spot, and they're not going to retire another another number. Because if My, I'm, I'm also a big fan that Ray Allen's number should be retired if you're retiring KG's number. I agree. Kevin Garnett is not on this team. Kevin Garnett never wanted to be a part of the Celtics until Ray Allen got traded to the Celtics. 
And Sam I, hates Ray Allen. Yeah, Sam I just, hates Ray. I I agree with what you're saying now. Like I understand why. You, I, I yeah, I understand why you dislike him. But if you're gonna if you're gonna hang up KGs, hang up Ray's. I agree. I agree. It's the same They're thing. Both first ballot Hall of Famers. I understand he backstabbed the Celtics. Blah blah blah. But like next week's gonna be a lot of fun at the Garden. I can't wait. Be awesome. I'll be there. Great. I imagine you will be there. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna be there. Something yes. else. I forgot to say this. I think Sam might have won the bet in general because I don't think I'm going to be in the country for the first round of the playoffs. Where are you going, King? I'm going to Ireland with my girlfriend. Oh, that's right. That is right. I've always wanted to go to Ireland. I'm very excited. We're going to see Ed Sheeran because I admittedly love Ed Sheeran and I bought her tickets because she everyone has their closet band. Ed Ed Sheeran's is amazing, but she's always wanted to see him in Ireland because she used to go there for like archaeology camp and stuff. So I bought her tickets to see Ed Sheeran in Ireland. Wait, did you say archaeology? Yeah, she she she's she's going to Ireland actually this next upcoming school year to get her master's in archaeology I believe. all right well i'll still sense. stand by the bet if sam wants to come to round one home game one i'll represent can come the and when and when if they okay. make it deep and you come back you can come all right i appreciate now it. you're really I, getting the benefit <laughs> <laughs> i should be cool because i'm going to florida first because my papa is getting married so i'm going to a wedding and then we are flying back to logan staying at the airport and getting on another flight to ireland immediately after so uh, I'm going to be traveling a lot. I, I had to do that in October myself. Uh, I was afraid I was going to miss some Celtics home games. I was the best man in two weddings in back-to-back wow. days in two different states. Oh wow. Goodness. Were the states far away? Uh, Columbus, Ohio, and Savannah, Georgia. Okay, so yes. <laughs> yeah, a little travel. All that tells there. me is Timmy G is the man. Everybody wants him <laughs> as the best man at the wedding. It was my fourth time being the best man. Jeez. Third time, fourth time? Yeah, I think it was my fourth time. Awesome. Damn. But you know who also is a great best man? Damon Stoudemire. I don't understand why people aren't talking about him more. Because he was an icon when I was growing up. Because I know I'm much older than you guys. Um, I <laughs> Probably just turned, a little bit. I, I just turned 37, so I know I'm much okay. older than you guys. But I love Damon Stoudemire. And I want to know more about how much he has put into this team. Because I don't know who's the really tall guy that's like bald with the beard. That's like oh. very vocal to Ime right before the players come to the bench for the time. Not Will Hardy. It's not Will Hardy. Yeah, because Will Hardy also was with the Spurs, right? So you know that him and yes. Ime are on the same. There's page. there's four. Every time the Celtics call a timeout, Ime meets with three other coaches. I, I'm I, yeah, the bald guy, Will Hardy, and, and Damon. And Damon. Damon. I want to know young. is Damon the offensive side? Because let's be honest, Damon Stoudemire wasn't the best defender because he was literally it size <laughs> back in the day, mm-hmm. but he was a hell of a scorer, and I feel like. The ball movement for this team, which is, I know that's not going to be talked about as much as the defense. Ben Sullivan, I believe. Ben Coach Sullivan. Ben. There you go. That, that's it. Um, hmm. But the ball movement for this team as of late has been bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. I they mean, had 20... a great, was it the, I believe it was the second half. They had like five possessions in a row. They got layups or dunks off of like lobs. Beautiful. Yeah. Every, beautiful. Like the same thing. Five times in a row. They ended up with awesome. what? 33 assists last night? Yeah. And then they had 29 assists in that Pacers game. Like, they're getting more than 25 assists per game. And I really and truly think if this team can get 25 assists or more a night and play the defense that they're playing, good freaking luck trying to beat yeah. them. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't the think Pacers did. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's Jacoby Brissett or whatever is the, you know, like. I mean, that buddy healed contested three-point uh, shot that Sam didn't see it. Went Sam to the moon. It. it went yeah, to the moon I, I took and then the came back off down. to play my own 
basketball. It was but I, I saw the first one with Halliburton hitting it. Oh, yeah. But I the, the ball movement, I feel like, just hasn't been talked about enough because on my podcast, anytime that Jalen Brown has more than five assists, I throw a dance party because um, <laughs> I feel like one thing that Jalen just hasn't really got to as quick as Tatum has is getting other guys involved. Now, I know he's had a couple nine assist games. Uh, you know, recently, I think it was, what was that? The, I think that was the Pacers game where he had nine assists. It, it was, was one of the, that or it was the Pistons. One or, or yeah, it was either one of those, but Jalen also has seven or six or seven games this year with zero assists. I, believe. I got hit. I'll, I'll hit the It's office. either five. I, it, might, it actually might be five, but to me, that's not great because Tatum, I feel like his passing and his willing to pass out of doubles and how you know, skipping it over to your right. boy, Grant Williams. He has had five goose eggs this year, right? I don't think Tatum has had any. And in fairness, only one of them has been in the new year in 2022. Yeah. Or I, year. New Year's resolution. I just, full effect. I just, if Jalen can get his playmaking ability up to Tatum's level of just growth, I'm not saying Tatum's this unbelievable. I mean, I think Tatum had six turnovers last night, right? Five or six turnovers. That they had a very strange game with two. Yeah, painful. those three layups that the Grizzlies like got in a row on that like I play terrible defense. I'm yep. gonna slap the ball when you come around me. Defense, like that was just so annoying. But I really think if Jalen can get if Tatum and Jalen can get you five or I'm sorry ten or more assists a game combined, that's huge because then you get Grant involved, his confidence goes up. You get Peyton involved, his confidence goes up. Marcus has open shots. Al Horford has open shots. And hopefully Rob Williams can start taking those KG elbow jumpers because he had a few times last night. Oh, when he pulled up, it was electric. Didn't I know, but like the rim. Yeah, and Switch. it was great. And he then the Grizzlies still gave him room. And you're like, do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Like, even if you miss, I just want Rob just to be a little bit more active on offense, too. Oh, well, what's going on with your mic, Jack? Uh Oh, Jack, I muted it on the thing. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, I always forget if I mute on the computer or on my microphone. Backing up your point, Timmy G. Jalen Brown has had nine games only, only nine games of six or more assists this year. Of those nine games, eight of them have been in 2022. Five of them have been in February, and the only one that wasn't in 2022 was opening night against the Knicks. Yeah. So if Jalen Brown can pass the ball like Tatum does, five, six assists tonight, not one yep. or two. This team, and then the rest of the guys pass the ball around, they're going to be really hard to beat, no matter what oh, yeah. you throw at them. Because I just feel like one of the issues last year, and especially in the Bucks game on Christmas, because I never wanted the Jays to be traded, but the Bucks game on Christmas was the first time I felt uncomfortable watching them play basketball together. Because that fourth quarter comeback, it was like, no, 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 let me do it. No, 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 no let me do it. And I just felt like that was really annoying. And then literally a week later, everything changed. Offensively, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you can only put up with that for so long. To where I mean, it got to the point where I, I mean, I did it yesterday. To be fair, I, I put money on the other team when the Celtics go up big, so I get a <laughs> little bit Celtics of kickback. I take insurance <laughs> if they blow the lead. At least I'm not walking away empty-handed here. And I, I did do it yesterday because I didn't think they looked good in the first half. But I'm glad I did not get paid. Well, that's, that. I feel like that's one thing you can kind of credit Ime this year as well, you know, especially winning the coach of the month is when things get bad. I felt like last year when the guys zoned out Brad, they stayed bad. Yeah. Like whether Brad made, I bet you Brad made some phenomenal in game adjustments, but the players were like, nah, we're good. But last night they sucked for a little bit 
And Ime came, they Ime called a timeout, and then they come out of that timeout ready to go. And things they expanded that lead, especially late in that third quarter, and it was great. Second half, they came out on fire. Yeah. And yeah. they especially in that Hawks game, they were awful in the first half in that yeah. Hawks game. And then both of them. Yeah. And then they literally just went banana land in the th- in the third quarter. It was crazy to see. Again, shout out Keith Smith because I'm just stealing his ideas and bringing them to this podcast. Which no, is Keith, what it is. Keith is awesome. I've he's always tried to get him on my podcast, but he's always so busy. Yeah, that same. Um, he said this. He tweeted this. The Celtics take the first half of games just to like feel things out, right? Like then the second half, like stupid defense, stupid everything. They know their game plan. And you have to imagine part of that is Ime taking the first half to say, okay, what do we need to do to beat this team with the way they're playing? And then just keep keep yourself within breathing room, right? And it, against the Hawks, breathing room was evidently 17 points. But <laughs> you keep yourself within room to make a comeback. And then in the second half, you just suffocate the other team to the point where they can't score, right? Yeah. And it, it, it's worked, right? Realistically mm-hmm. speaking, outside of, again, the Pistons and the Pacers who decided that they were just going to play like the Warriors – it's worked, right? It's it's worked yeah. wonders. And shout out you, Duncan. My question: Have you always been on the EMA train? Because I know I've I've been very vocal about you know wanting to give him time, etc. I think Sam has been similar. You might have had you know doubts. And I've stuff. obviously there's been struggles, but yeah, yeah. No, I had doubts obviously to start, but I also knew that I don't know. It's tough because so many people were so about him and were so happy about it. Well, it's when like you don't the see, draft picks, like you said. Yeah, you, you don't get... see change right away. Everyone yeah. freaks the F out. Like, they go banana land. Like, if this team doesn't go 82-0, and 0, people lose their minds. And it's just oh. not going to happen. Dude, I, I tweeted this out, like, a week ago. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you did. I was talking to Sam about this. If a team wins 60 games, that means they lose 22. That means you're losing, like, whatever, around, like, 25 30% of your games, right? And that's an elite season. And that means Celtics fans will be miserable for 30% of the year just because they decide to panic after every loss. Mm-hmm. Celtics fans, as my, you know, I run a Celtics podcast. I'm, I'm in the media. I love it. Like, I've been a fan myself for my whole life. The worst. They're just the worst, right? I think they I'm, should I'm win sorry. every game. I'm guilty. No, I, I don't it's expect crazy. them to, you it's know, look crazy. At Sam, the I think year, that's the difference. Like, you want them to win. <laughs> But if they were to go up against Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Michael Jordan, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they lost by 20, people would be like, fire Adoka. Yeah, like, people literally, would literally do uh, that. And that, and you just have to be – one thing that I want Celtics fans to be is just be realistic. Like if Marcus you. Smart hits seven threes in one game, the next game, I promise you, he's not going to hit seven threes. And <laughs> you just have to be realistic about that. Sometimes so, like, you're going to find your footing. You see seven go down. There's no coming back. No, I get that. But like the next game, if Marcus <laughs> goes like kidding. one of eight, people are just like, "See, I told you, Marcus Smart wasn't a good shooter." No, shut up. Like they're just not realistic. It, it's it either it's either remarkable. cloud nine or hell. It's there's no <laughs> middle ground. It, it's truly really <laughs> remarkable how committed people are to disliking like Marcus. Like it's you crazy. and Grant is like different because one you, I mean you just explain. But it I have all to I have no on. problem being wrong. Like I was it, wrong exactly. about Grant Williams, but, but people like, legitimately don't like him. Still. People legitimately time, say like he's still G League player. Like at yeah. least you understand. No, like I mean that's bit, that's ridiculous. He's not a G League player, you. but like I mean he should make his layups and he should do a lot of jump roping this year. <laughs> I, I'll give you that. You, you yeah, know, like <laughs> you know, like he, he, those are things he has to do. But like when we drafted Romeo Langford, people thought he was going to be the next Larry Bird. And it's just like, no, From Indiana. He, yeah, exactly. Yep, like, yep, exactly. Keep on. going. Keep going, Sam. Cause that's Jeez. what everyone thought. And 
the thing with Adoka is like you had to be patient. Was there some times where I was just like, dude, those rotations are brutal. Like yeah. why are like especially when Smart and Schroeder are on the floor together? That was he, that was Jack. He really thought he really thought that worked. But then come January, he realized, okay, it's not working. <laughs> you know, and that has been a, a huge help for this team is I think Adoka's not only getting used to being a coach, the head coach, I also think he's getting used to his players. And then I think his players are finally getting used to the system that he wants. But you can't ask people from Boston, Massachusetts to have patience. No. It's impossible. No, it's I'm impossible. very impatient. I am too. Yeah. But like, you know, and I I didn't want Brad fired because I thought it was a player's fault. Brad got fired. I agree. Move. I thought I, it was a player's fault. Blaming the coach is 90% of the time wrong, I feel yeah. like. And they, listen, it was a good run. They just zoned him out. It was bound to happen. You know, it happens in sports from time to time. It sucks. And I'm glad, I'm glad Brad is still with the organization. And he's been great. And he's been great. And maybe that's what New he should year. have been all along. Who knows? But I'm pretty sure when the Celtics won 18 in a row, when Kyrie Irving had a broken nose and Brad Stevens was the coach, everyone loved Brad Stevens. But the second they didn't perform well, everyone's like, this dude should be fired. And that's just like what I just hate. Like everyone doesn't think Brad Stevens is a good coach anymore. He is. He's just not a good coach for this group. I don't get it. Uh, and you know, you're you know, totally right. You're totally right. It, it's and, just, it, it's so frustrating. And Adoka is a good coach for this group. He could go down to Memphis and he may not be a good coach for John Moran and Desmond Bain and Steven Adams. They may not, they may not fit, you know, like that's what, just what's the way. What's the name of Memphis's coach? That's why yeah. I didn't say it. Taylor, I completely forgot. Taylor Jenkins. Taylor. He yeah. looks like he is hilarious. Oh like, yeah. That guy looks His like he is, can entertain a room. His nickname is the Ted Lasso of the NBA. No way. That they said it on the broadcast. I watched TNT. Wow, you're a fool, but <laughs> I don't play. Yeah. I don't like Scal. Oh man, Scal's brutal. And and in I my like defense, Scal as the end of, like a human being. I've met him before. He's a very nice. He's awesome. Good guy. He's great. I just he he just needs to either be a homer or not be a homer. Pick one. Pick one. Because <laughs> there are times he's like, oh yeah, Jalen Brown. He's been so good this uh, year. But, wait, and then uh, like one quarter later, he's just like, yeah, Jalen. I don't know. His last couple games haven't been that great. And you're like. <laughs> Loves the two for one. Yeah, yeah. Loves Nobody the loves the two for one more than he. I does. actually read an article the other day that the, some teams are actually more concerned about the three for two. That was Chris. Paul that was Tatum. Was about it's because Tatum brought up that Chris yeah. Paul told him that it was JJ Redick podcast. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. That's what Very it was. Sick. That's what Very it was. Fun. No, yeah. It's it's it baffles me, and I, I write for at the Hive too, which is SB Nation's Hornet site. Hornets fans are so nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's well, probably because they haven't every, won much, and they're from the south. Everyone from down <laughs> yeah. south is really but nice. That's they're so nice. Like. I wrote an article about Miles Bridges, right? And it was like, he needs to be a better passer if he wants to take the next step. He's awesome, right? And all the comments were like, this is awesome. I agree. He's great. But, like, he needs to improve. I wrote an article, like, criticizing Jalen Brown earlier this year. And it was when he came back I hope you die. Yeah, have fun in hell. No, okay. But in my defense, and I'm just going to defend myself because I had never, like, stated this. It was the when he came back from his hamstring injury the first time, right? Remember? and Too soon. Too soon. It's bad. Too soon. But I wrote the article before it was announced that he was out again, but it was released after he went out again. That's how it works. So I got absolutely slewed. There were people on Twitter saying, unfollow this, unfollow him. I'm not following you. This guy's like in Mm -hmm. the comments saying this guy's stupid. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely wild. The amount of people that will message you on Twitter that you've never met just saying the craziest shit you've ever. It's it baffles me. That's a luxury, Jack. Though you you have to you have to love it. Oh yeah, know. I mean, I, I just shake it off. I write for Hoops Habit too, so I wrote a. I think I think it was a Spurs trade. Spurs. Wait, you write for bad. Hoops Habit now too? 
Yeah, Jack, I'm, I'm Jack the, I'm is the side uh, over there. a star. Dude, we yeah. should just call you Jackson Nobles from now on or <laughs> yeah. something with all the all the stuff that you're writing. Good grief. Uh, I appreciate it. But um yeah, no, uh, Spurs fans are angry. I wrote a DeJounte Murray trade article. Has Romeo played yet? No, I don't think he's played. Okay. So you wrote a what you wrote an article bashing Murray? I think I'd be mad at you. No, no, no. I wrote oh, an article okay. at, before awesome. the trade deadline. No, he's phenomenal. I wrote an article before the trade deadline when there were those rumors of like they might look to trade him this offseason. So I wrote yeah, like, yeah. oh, three three trades for DeJounte Murray. And I prefaced it with I don't think the Spurs should trade DeJounte Murray. <laughs> but if but they no one, did, no, no, of course not. So in my DMs, I just got, Oh, you're from Boston. Of course you're an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> who are you like why yeah. are you t- it, it's it's wild the amount of people on the internet but uh yeah but no Romeo day, is I, not like I like Ime at the end yes. of the day I like Ime. I like what he's done with the team I love his wife I used to watch <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air all the time legend. Um, I, I've convinced myself that Ime only played Schroeder all those minutes so Brad could trade him for Tice that I've convinced myself just to up his trade value. That's the only reason he played him. I, it's definitely not true. It's definitely just me trying to convince myself, but that's what I've. There probably is to. a little bit of truth to it, especially towards the yeah. end. Oh, absolutely. because Pritchard started playing well and then Schroeder came back and he kind of put him back in the lineup. So yeah, that was one... some truth to it. After the, after the all-star break, I mentioned the five things that the, that the Celtics need to do to get home court in the first round. And number five was Peyton Pritchard. Because he needs to come off the bench and excel at a high level, just like he did in that Pistons game. Because that Pistons game, that's a loss if you don't have Peyton Pritchard out there. Yeah, 100%. Because, uh, and the other thing is, he also had like, didn't he have like six assists in that game? Didn't yeah, it was, it was something like, it was not just a scoring game for him. Exactly. And that's where I feel like if Peyton can also get other guys involved, you know, like if he sees a defender flying at him, pump fake, have another defender come at him, and then throw the ball off into the corner to who, Grant or whoever else is standing there and get a wide open look. Let's do it. Six you assists. Know? Six, Six assists, assists okay. in that game as well. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like Peyton, as long as he may trust him, which I think he does now, I don't think he did to start. Um, just like Brad mm-hmm. didn't trust uh, Neesmith last year. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't right. have because Neesmith wasn't ready. But everyone was Brad, mad at Brad because Neesmith was a lottery pick. And people think because you're a lottery pick, you're NBA ready. and you should be starting. It's crazy. Not true. People like to treat the Celtics. When it comes to youth, people like to treat the Celtics like the Thunder. But when it comes to winning, they like to treat them like the Lakers. Or, or, or that's a terrible example this year. But just in expectations, I, I mean. Yes, I get. I, I get what you're saying. But yes, it, it's the, crazy. Yeah, they should. They should go 82 and 0, and every single person that they draft should be Giannis. <laughs> it's true. Because, wow. you know, that is how it should be. Yeah. If I was in charge, <laughs> you'd make the Lakers 0 and 82. And the, yeah, the, the Celtics eighty-two and zero. Can we talk about that though for a second? Just how just hilarious it is that the Lakers. It, Sam, I'll let you preface it. The Lakers and the Knicks, though, it's just like wow. Just I mean, listen, I don't, I don't know who could have told you those things. All right, all right, come on. But <laughs> it is come truly a, a great world we're living in right now. There's a what? Who's the third team that I'm like kind of happy they're bad too? Oh, the Nets. The Nets are like obviously yeah, but that's not there for fault. the time being. Mm-hmm. Um. um but there is nothing that brings me more joy in life. Like even I'm even if I have a kid later in my life, there will be nothing that brings me more joy than seeing a W next to the Boston Celtics and an L next to the Lakers. It brings me so much joy. Seeing Fantastic. them suffer like this, whether LeBron was on the team or not, I hate the Lakers. 
I don't care who's on the team. If that, Jason Tatum goes, to, if top. Jason Tatum goes to the Lakers, if I don't jump off the Zakem, if that does happen, I will <laughs> hate the Lakers. Even though I would kill for Jason Tatum, I'll do anything for Jason Tatum. But like, induce just Love seeing you. the Lakers lose is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, it, it's picture perfect. It's art, really. It's Not only, art. I mean, the Lakers. You're absolutely right. Lakers losing is always a great thing, regardless of who's on the team. Then you've got LeBron, who's a prick in his own right. And then you have that he handpicked his whole team. And oh, he friends. tweeted his friends. And then he tweeted saying, keep talking about us. We'll see like when we're good. And then, then he deleted it. And they are seven, eight games under 500, eight. one, three of 11. Now. They're but closer. To Go the thirteenth-seeded Kings, than the eighth-seeded Clippers, and that's what I'm talking about. That—that's my kind of. But with that being conference. said, LeBron should get MVP votes. He's—he's—he's he's, he's playing at a level that is mm-hmm. probably better than anything he's done over the last two years, even the year that they won yeah. in the bubble. He's I, playing I at, at an unbelievable level. I mean, if LeBron was also hurt. You could argue that this league, if LeBron and AD were hurt, you could argue that this is the worst one team. of the worst teams in basketball. Like, the oh, worst. Yeah. yeah, I would, t- I would take everyone on the Pistons over everyone they got over there. Mm-hmm. I, I take, disagree I would take with Grant the... and Bay and Cunningham and uh, who's Kelly. Give me a Linux. Give me the clinic. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. You know, like, give me all those guys. Mm-hmm. I disagree with the not that he's playing well, and it's not just because it's LeBron. It's just anytime a team's that bad. That dude don't get MVP votes. I, Sam I, is I no, no. I mean, I, I don't think he's actually going to get like number <laughs> yeah. one MVP votes, but he is going to be someone is going to vote for him for MVP, whether it's first, second, or third. But he will absolutely be All NBA first team, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. I sure hope not. I, I mean, listen, I, I don't want to see the guy succeed. He's broken my heart plenty of times, but I'm also over that. I, I what when I saw him game six. Dropped 41 points in a heat uniform at the garden. I said to myself, I'm done hating LeBron. Cause that was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen live on a basketball court. That was unbelievable. He's ridiculous. But he's ridiculous. the second he gets off the court, he's an asshat. He is absolutely. <laughs> there we go. He, he is a great player. There's no denying that. And I, the only reason I'm saying he shouldn't get any accolades is just because the team's bad. No, that's fair. Same and, as well, then, and I then, stick to that. I will. Then, I, it, okay, if it was Tatum is, and the Celtics were bad, I'd say he doesn't deserve it either. Okay. Sam, so, Sam so, told me Tatum didn't deserve to be an All Star this year. I didn't think he did. He's he's picked well, up significantly well, since I said that. Illusion. Sure, sure. But let me ask you this: Were you mad Tatum didn't make All NBA last year? No, I don't think I was. Okay. All right. Because if you were mad that Tatum didn't make All NBA because the Celtics sucked last year and he didn't deserve to make All NBA, which is to your point about LeBron shouldn't get any accolades because of that, which is, I, you know, I think I might even said it like, cause we were talking about it and we did. were talking about the money thing. And I mean, I feel bad recently. For yeah. I mean, that sucks, but like, team but he's bad. fine. Yeah. But the team was bad, but yeah, he's yeah, fine. Yeah, Tatum, yeah. Tatum's going to be fine. Sam is Deuce, very Deuce will be okay. Yes. Deuce wearing the polo jacket last night with the oh, he's, he's, courtside seats. I love Deuce. With the iPad. I love you, could, you could actually argue that if they were Deuce Tatum jerseys available, people would buy them. Oh, people would, would buy shirts. They would go off the shelves quicker than Jason. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. My girlfriend would buy one. She loves Deuce. She's yeah. I mean, how can you not? I mean, that picture of him last night basically sleeping while his dad Amazing. dunked was hilarious. Amazing. 
What I was going to say, Sam is so very adamant about if a player is not on a winning team, he is a bad player, which I obviously agree, disagree with. We've had fights like I, I remember our biggest fight was before this year, Zach Levine sucked was Sam's argument. And obviously we, we disagree. I thought people were gassing him for like, I'm like, I don't know what you want. Like they're not doing anything. I like- think Zach Levine has always been a good player but he probably got taken to the next level because of the market he was in. 100%. That's yeah. totally fair. Because in all honesty, who's watching the Minnesota Timberwolves? <laughs> I mean, now yeah. I mean now you can because – No, know, they're okay. Ant-Man's great to watch. I mean, yeah. that kid is a lot of fun Even to watch. Even Vanderbilt, too. I love yeah. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt's a good Vanderbilt. young talent for sure. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I can understand, like, what you're saying, Sam, in that aspect. But, like, if – when Russell Westbrook was getting all those triple doubles without Durant – and Harden, um, but the Thunder didn't go that far. Did you not think Russell Westbrook was a good player? I th- I think the stats are empty. I think I, I think that a lot of times. <laughs> I told. I you. think a lot of stats are empty. He'll die on the hill, Timmy G. No, 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 no. I'm I'm I understand like what you're saying, but I just think that I, there, I personally there never should be really... some exceptions to everyone's <laughs> rule, and I feel like even though the Thunder weren't great that year, that he averaged a triple-double. And how many triple-doubles did he get in that season? Like over 42 50? 42 or 48? Something. A lot. Yeah, I don't know if it was 42 or 52, but it was definitely more than 40. So you don't think that's a good season that a guy broke NBA records? Well, they made the playoffs one. They were six. All right, so even if they're the eighth seed, is that good enough for you? Or do they need to be like top four? It's like, I think for someone to be getting MVP votes, they should have to be top four. That season is a exception, kind of. I still don't put a whole lot of weight into that, but I understand why other people do. Like, (laughs) Robertson before him was the only person that ever – I mean, still it's just them two that have averaged a triple – or did Jokic do it? No. No, he was super close, but I don't think – So those two guys are the only two that ever have done it, so people are gassing it up. I understand that. I personally don't think Westbrook's like that extremely sensational of like a player ever. Clearly would, not anymore. Would you be saying that right now before this season started with how bad he's playing? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. He did. In That's his fair. defense, he did say this before. This okay. Yes. Because I feel like a lot of people that loved Russell Westbrook are now seeing how bad that he's playing or it's kind of like that Homer Simpson gif where they're all yeah, they back, in. back into that bush where it's just like, no, Russell Westbrook is a future first ballot Hall of Famer and had one of the greatest statistical NBA seasons of all time. He's a good player, but he has fallen off a cliff just like Kemba has. I think KD rules, and I think that, like, the fact that they didn't really make the finals more than once with them together, like, kind of says a lot. Celtics expectations is what this conversation is. That's also very true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It is what it is. I don't bend. Um, I don't don't bend the rules for Celtics guys either. Like, okay. Well, that, well, that, see, that is what we need more on Celtics Twitter. Yeah. To be strict, but fair. I am extremely hard on Tatum. Like I very rarely do I say Tatum I'm more is like really great. I think the most important player on the Celtics team is Jalen Brown. Like I Tatum, it, Tatum will always get his. Tatum will always defend, but it's really what what can Jalen Brown yeah. do to bring Tatum to the next level and get other guys involved. This team hey, goes as far as Jalen Brown goes. Last season, I was calling Jason Tatum Marcus Morris. I <laughs> hey yeah. <laughs> you, well, all right, let me ask you a question. When Marcus Morris was here, what were your thoughts on him? He was black hole. He just okay. He did not. I'll put it. To, I'll put it to you this way: I would die on a hill for Marcus Morris. See, oh, I loved Marcus Morris. I he, agree he with fun, Jack, but... but I also think Marcus Morris is fire. So yes. like he. So he's I, a feel like, I feel like I feel like the, the black hole 
like this could be like our Grant Williams thing where like you love Grant Williams, but you may not like like Marcus Morris. I loved Marcus Morris. I literally when he got traded, I did a whole two minute long tribute of audio clips of like sad music behind him when he got traded to what was it the Clippers right or when he signed no he got traded he, to the he signed with New York signed with the yeah whatever okay, happened yeah. there but yeah I loved Marcus Morris when he was here because I just Very thought funny. he was another a-hole that this team needed outside of Marcus because there really fair. isn't an a-hole on this team outside of Marcus yeah that's valid. and I feel I like agree. you're gonna need that against the heat if well, we do have they- to play them they had Tristan Thompson last year, but it was just the wrong kind of. Pick. Yeah, he's not the same guy. Because <laughs> remember when Marcus Morris <laughs> he yelled had at Tristan? Of it in fairness, remember when Marcus Morris yelled right. at Tristan Thompson? Elite yes. conference final. Elite. Oh. <clears throat> and I will say, he's not this way off the court. But in terms of an on the court asshole, I'm just saying Grant Williams is getting there. Like in terms of the he, next, he off, does instigate. I agree with this. He does, but like I, but. If someone threw a punch at Grant Williams, I think he falls flat on his chest. Hey, and you ducks. can't tell me you didn't He's get hyped diesel. when he I went don't know chest about to that. chest. You can't tell me when he went chest to chest with Bobby Portis. You weren't like, let's go. Like, I'm no, no, I was concerned because Bobby Portis <laughs> he was the scariest human beings in the world. He's I was terrifying. just like, Grant, don't look him in these in the eyes. Very funny. He will literally just yeah, suck he's like you Medusa. In. Yeah, exactly. and you turn don't into look stone. Him in the eyes. So funny. Um, I'll leave you with this, and this is not a Celtics, but it's Russell Westbrook because we were talking about it. I am about to write an article for tomorrow or Sunday called Why the Lakers Should Use Russell Westbrook Like the Bulls Use Javante Green. So that should tell you where I'm at. And tell me I'm wrong, though. Tell if me he never I'm played incorrect. for the Celtics, I wouldn't even know who Javante was. So that's brutal for Westbrook. Uh, yeah, that, that's a bad Tell one. me I'm wrong, though. But, like, but again, that's another guy. Can you imagine if we still had Javante Green after that Neesmith injury? That would be good. Or Max Struess. Or Max Struess. Well, uh, that was again. That was patience. <laughs> that was patience yep. from us Celtics fans. We knew. I I am a big. This is another hill I die on. Like it's all about like the situation too and fit. One thousand percent. If if Javante was here, he'd probably still be sitting on the bench. You know, as much as I didn't want 100%. them to draft Romeo, Romeo wasn't going to get playing time over Jalen no. Brown and you know no. exactly Evan, Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum and all. It just wasn't going to be a thing. So he was never going to develop. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. I don't know if there's anything, Sam, or you, even you, Timmy G, that you want to bring no, up. Let's, um, no, it's not going to take long. I just want to hear about being back at the Garden with full uh, capacity this year. What, mm-hmm. What's been your uh, best um, memories so far? I thought the Nuggets game was the loudest I've heard the Garden since before the pandemic. I thought that was a good showing for that the fans. I think I think they've been great time. recently. That place was rocking the night of the Nuggets game. Like you what go PG yesterday? says, yeah. I've only missed one game this year. I missed the Rockets. Which one? Oh, okay. I I actually had a show that like I had to work. I think on. I was at that one. I, I was at the Rockets. Yeah, but that's the only game that I've missed so far. Um, I, I know it's just it's. This is gonna sound so cocky and a holeish, but <laughs> there are some really exciting moments that I don't find that exciting anymore, just because I've seen some. You're really hardened. Killer, yes. Yeah, I, I've seen some real. I was there when they won the championship. I was there when Paul Pierce in game seven, round two, dropped 40 points against LeBron James. Like, you got to really impress me. I was there when Kelly Olynyk blacked out against the Wizards for game seven. I was so there when's the last time that, you that I actually really... really got amped. Uh, the Terry was it Rozier, this year? The Terry Rozier step back three pointer wow. against the Bucks. That's a while. a while. Well, yeah. I mean, what what's happened since? True. Sure. There have been some good, like, 
I think but to me, a regular when, season, like a good regular season game for someone who's probably been to close to 800, 900 Celtics games in their life. It's tough to see Tatum drop 45 and be like, dude, that was awesome. So I've are seen you Tatum hyped for the playoffs? Then yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get real excited. Like I'm on. I am I'm on the Kool Aid. I'm on the train. Whatever you want. I'm to call 92 percent bought in. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not there all the way because bought I'm in also, meaning what? I'm being realistic that February was great, but they played a bunch of garbage, and I want them to go on this West Coast road trip that's coming up. I want them to beat the Warriors, and then I want them to beat the Nuggets, and then I want them to come back and they have a couple tough games against the Heat. It's going to be Tommy Heinsohn night. There's going to be a lot of energy in that room. I want them to destroy a good team fully healthy. The 76ers game didn't come. Grizzlies was a good start. Grizzlies was a great start, but Jalen wasn't there. So that's why, like, that game could have been completely different if Jalen Brown was on the floor. And and what I mean that in a good way, like they could have won by 20 because the Grizzlies didn't play that great. I just want this team to really just kick the living crap out of a really good team to let them know, hey, we're here. Because when they beat the Heat, they didn't have anyone. When they beat the Bulls, didn't have anyone. Well, they so had go forth. Miami had people the first time in Miami. Yes, and, and that's fair. But at that time, we all hated the team. I agree. Every <laughs> team. They, you know? they beat the Bucs. I think they beat them pretty bad, full strength at the Garden. They beat them weakened. Yeah. And it's then just, they... This run, you know, like beating the Nets a couple times, you're not going to have the same Nets team. Beat them Sunday. Oh, I'd love to beat them Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. If you can beat the Nets on Sunday, then go on this West Coast road trip, perform well, and then come home and finally beat the Mavs and Luka, because Luka always breaks our hearts at the buzzer. Luka is ridiculous, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, against the Celtics, too. Like, he's just a Celtics killer. Like, you beat the Warriors, you beat the Nets, you beat the Mavs, you've even if you lose to the Heat, but it's a fight, I'm in. But right mm-hmm. now, I'm just not. The, and and, being I, and, and I contender, or yes, yeah, okay. I just need them to really beat the crap out of a really good team because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of teams aren't afraid of the Celtics. I don't think the Miami Heat are afraid of the Boston Celtics. I don't think yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks are afraid the, of the Boston Celtics. The Bucks should be. The Bucks should be. The, the Bucks not absolutely that great, should be. They play I, the Bucks. Hard. I actually want them to fear them, not by watching them, by actually playing them and being like, "That game was exhausting. They wore us out on the defensive end." That's that's what I need, and I also need home court in the first round to really officially buy in. Because they're they're, no, I know, but if they get the fourth seed, I'm in. I'm gonna be. I might be like that a hole Celtics fan that we were talking about. That's a little over the top, <laughs> but that's I just need a really some really good wins against some really good teams and get that fourth seed. I don't know if we're gonna get the third. I don't know if we're gonna be able to catch seventy sixers. There are two games out. If you want the third, of the second. Well, that I mean, we could probably talk for another two hours about yeah. matchups with, with, with the playoffs and all that. But like, I want the fourth seed because I think whoever is the first seed, if the seventy sixers don't get it, I think the Celtics can beat the Bulls. Yeah, in in a okay. second round matchup. Just I, to, I said this. Is, I, I just want right. to. I, I just want to avoid the heat for as much as possible because I don't think the Celtics have faced an off uh, defense like their own in a yes. really long time. Yes, I agree. What I was going to say. Sorry to cut you off, Sam. The ideal fun. dream scenario for me, which I don't think will happen, because it's. Ooh. I mean, obviously, it's it's very niche. Celtics get four. Cavs get five. Bulls get two. You get Cavs and then Bulls or Raptors in round two. 
that's elite, right? You say and, four? You want the Bulls to get one in that situation. Oh, yeah, sorry. I meant Cavs drop to six, Celtics get three. Bulls stay at two, right? Very niche situation, obviously. It would take a lot. Celtics yeah, what, I mean, Cavs what you would one. want yeah. is you would want Heat one, Nets eight. Yes. Yeah. And let them just go at it. And then Which the seven, might happen. Yeah, Whatever then, team that comes out is probably going to be exhausted. And then the 76ers, let's just say, play the Raptors. We play the Cavs as the three seed, and then four or five is Bulls Bucks. Bulls Bucks, and then we get the 76ers in the second round. I'm in, I'm into that. Harden hasn't yeah. won crap in the playoffs. I'll take that risk. Yeah. I am bummed that they don't have another matchup against Philly just to yeah. just to get like you know test the waters on that one. Yeah, they look good. I mean, they played some. Well, I mean, I feel like they've well, only but... played the Knicks. I feel like that's all that they've played. <laughs> <laughs> them and the T-Wolves and yeah. Timberwolves are fine but the Timberwolves also average the most fouls per game in the NBA which is just a dream for the 76ers but I tweeted out the other day that all the top five teams in the East their next three games are no joke and I, yeah. I think Jack you actually liked it like uh yeah you know, the, yeah the, yeah the Heat have like the 76ers and the Bucks and the Bucks have like the Suns and the Bulls it's like Bucks Bulls today he yeah. Sixers to I sent it to the, the pregame chat. I was that's what I was gonna but say. I was this next this these next 10 days, like until basically the end of the Celtics West Coast, that four game West Coast trip, all those teams that are above them have some really tough schedules. And the Celtics are the only team out of that bunch with a winning record against above 500 teams. Fun fact. Grandy tweeted yep. that a couple of days ago, which is huge, right? And exactly. you wouldn't think it, but which is why I want them to play one of those teams and be like, Yes, this is why you have a losing record against 100 percent 500 because you're not on our level. 100%. That's what I want. Yes. Anyways, um, thank you. We appreciate your time. You know, thank Always. you for joining us. I love us talking again. to you guys. Hell it's yeah. always a blast. We very much appreciate it. Um, let people know where to follow you on Twitter and stuff. I uh, I usually say it, but I've messed it up too many times. So yeah, I, so <laughs> Facebook and Instagram, you can go to Banner Banter Podcast. Uh, and then Twitter is Banner Banter 18. All right. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Timmy G. Make sure to go check him out everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and per usual, I'll let Sam wrap us up here. Yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube on Bannertown or Guy Boston, make sure you subscribe. If you're on Guy Boston, you can always check us out live half hour before every Celtics game. It'll be an assortment of Jack, me, Tim, KJ, at least two of us usually. Jack almost had to go solo yesterday. He was rescued, which is very good. <laughs> I was. Last second. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, whatever it is you listen on, follow the pod. Make sure you get all the new episodes. It's always a good time. Um, make sure you follow Timmy G. We always love having him on at Banner Banter 18 on Twitter. Make sure you follow the Instagram and Facebook as well to get all his stuff. Um, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Sam France NBA. Jack Jacko. Come on. Jack Jacko.